Hi, I'm Tyler Bernetti. I'm here with Brady Fulton, a musician out of Westerville, Ohio. Plays the ukulele. He's got a buddy named Morgan who sometimes plays um, the percussions and everything. And we talked about uh, Brady starting music, uh, performing, kind of compared a little bit with like comedy, some of his funny songs, uh, a lot of his rhythm stuff. We talked about the worst gigs he's done. We talked about the best gig he did. Um, we talked about just about dang well everything. Um, Brady, is there anything I left out? Um, just, uh, yeah, just two, two guys chatting, I guess. I don't know. Just, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not your usual comedy guy that you have on this, but, but hopefully, but it was, it was, you know, good chat. Yes, it was a good chat indeed. We talked a lot about Brady ladies. Oh, anyway, boy. if you want to That's... hear about all of that, please give it a listen. And if you uh, just want to check out Brady from hearing this, go to www.facebook.com forward slash Brady Fulton Music. Um, all right. Yeah. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Enjoy, people. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we are with Brady Fulton. I never say your last name, so I kind of stuttered there. I know. Um, what was up with that? Um, I just, I'm not, I, you're actually, my phone is Brady Ukulele, and then in parentheses, it says Brady Ladies, because that's what I call your fangirls. Oh um, my goodness. So that's how, everybody in my phone's in something different. So that's, that's kind of, yeah. I was just like, Brady Ukulele, no, that's not it, it's Fulton. So, that, uh. <laughs> But where have the Brady ladies been? I haven't seen too many of them around recently. I have not. They're, uh, they're all in college. That's the problem. Oh, <laughs> so awful. I'm so sorry for you. Oh, um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It'd be awkward otherwise. So. Only a little. <laughs> yeah, li- yeah, little. Little. Um, you know, that's yeah, where... Yeah, especially after that Ryan Adams story that broke earlier. I don't want to know that. What, <laughs> something bad happened? Um, He apparently got in trouble for for texting some underage girl and being kind of explicit about it and it's like that's always one of the biggest concerns is when whenever i have like younger fans it's like okay remember i mean i i don't have any problems with it but it's like you you know stop hugging me so much yeah (laughs) luckily that luckily that doesn't happen (laughs) but but you know i just try to you know avoid those situations (laughs) No, no, of course. Yeah. Um, I w- so uh, the, uh, the, the way I met you is I, I come to the coffee shop every single Friday to do some stand-up comedy, and you were, like, one of the first people who was really nice to me and, you know, really accepting and inviting of, like, you know, some oddball who was coming to a music mic to do stand-up. Oh, um, absolutely. What, and so um, wh- how would you describe your music? How would you describe your style? Are there certain songs that you sort of gravitate to to play and um what what brought you what brought you to those songs specifically well the whenever people ask me about the style of music i play i always say it's a little bit of everything i'd like to describe it as adult contemporary but but i've i have such a wide range where where it's like i play everything from motown to modern songs and even some some old like old Irish songs. I mean, some of the songs I play actually date back to like the 1800s even. So, I mean, it's a lot of it just comes down to what, what music do, do I like? What music catches my ear? And obviously at different periods in my life, you know, different, different sounds caught my ear. Like when I was growing up, I was raised on, on like the oldie stations. So fifties and sixties, and one of the sounds that I really gravitated towards was Motown, and <laughs> I would and, never guess that. Well, especially with the ukulele. Yeah, but but like some of the songs I play in my set, like the the Drifters, where I do I actually do the medley of Up on the Roof and Stand by Me, even though I know Stand by Me isn't the Drifters, but but those are still like classic Motown songs. Yeah. So. But but then, like, you know, obviously once I got to high school and, you know, didn't have to ride around in my parents' car anymore, you know, listening to music, you know, listen to some more modern stuff, you know, big fan of, like, the not 90s rock that came out, like Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish, um, Wallflowers, 
you know, bands like that, I, you know, really, really love that sound. I still do. I mean, those were some really amazing bands and they, no offense to modern musicians, but it's like th that sound just doesn't exist anymore in modern music. But, but it's like, I do listen to some, some more modern songs like Jack Johnson is always a, a big influence. I mean, he's, you know, Hawaiian guy, sometimes plays ukulele and, but but then, of course, you know, me going to, me being like a huge fan of Renaissance festivals, hearing that older style music, there's a lot of the, like, old Irish standards that are played at those festivals. So, so I mean, music, music when it comes down to it, is just ageless. And, and good music is good music, regardless of what time period it was, it was made in. So, so I, so I have a very eclectic, you know, set of songs that that I play just because. I mean, there are great songs from from every from every era, really. Nice, yeah. And uh, so, what's the process like of you you hear a song and you decide, oh, I'm gonna learn to play that song. Like, what <laughs> what makes you feel like, hey, that one? I, I put I, I should put that in my repertoire and versus some other ones. Well, a lot a lot of it actually comes down to the rhythm, because um, for anybody who's not not seen me play, I mean, I mean there are a lot of like amazing finger style players, but I'm strictly a rhythm player. I mean, I do have a couple songs that I play that that are more finger style, but it's very very basic. I mean, at heart, I'm a rhythm player, but. Um, but a lot of it is just about the you know hearing hearing the rhythm of the song and just imagining can you know is this something I could I could hear myself playing and like like for like for instance one story that, that I like to tell actually actually concerning you was like one time I you know got back to the coffee house late at night and I saw you dancing down the street <laughs> but you didn't have headphones and you were just listening to this one song it was the what what's the name of that band the the Fratellis, Fratellis. yeah the Fratellis the song is whistle the, for the choir yeah and I just I mean I I just heard you like singing along to that song and just and <laughs> I was well after getting done like laughing at you for doing for doing that um <laughs> You know, I I just heard the song. I was like, do you know what? That's that song has a really cool vibe to it. And eventually, it's like, do you know what? I'm going to learn how to play that song because that you know that's just something that it sounded like sounded like my style. Okay, and <laughs> the rhythm really helps dictate the 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 style or not the style. Um, do you find like if something's like really really fast, you go like, I enjoy that song, but it's not me. Or if it's way too slow, do you have like a like a specific beat that you follow. I know beats Not, are important to musicians and kind of jokes have beats as well, but like music really is follow this beat like this or everyone knows you messed up bad. Well, I've, I've actually gravitated toward like both slow and fast songs. I mean, in fact, there's this one song that I do on on very rare occasion because it is well there are, there are a couple of them that are just so so ridiculous, but couple of them which are which are actually like older songs. One is called one is called Hole in the Bottom of the Sea, which is <laughs> and then this other one which is even crazier called the Rattlin' Bog, which is actually one of these old Irish songs. These are songs that when I play them, you know, start out nice and slow and then just keep getting faster and faster and faster. And then I'm pretty much playing at such a breakneck speed that I can barely keep up with myself. But it's all, <laughs> but, but, you know, <laughs> where was I going with this? Um, any, anyway, it's like, I, I love both slow and fast songs. But it's more, but, you know, the rhythm, I don't know really how to describe it. I mean, there are some songs like, like, say, for instance, the, you know, like the Nir Nirvana's, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which I'll sometimes joke around with, where it's just a dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, dun I mean, yeah, it's a 4-4 time, but it has, you know, just that little, little bit of awkward rhythm, and 
And it's like, okay, that's something that I usually don't, you know, don't play in that style that often. So, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't play that song. And then, and then other, and then other songs, you know, ha have more of a driving beat where it's just like, you know, it's just something where the beat is consistent. It's constantly driving. I think that's more what I gravitate, gravitate towards something that has like a consistent beat because especially since I'm, I'm not very good at multitasking and, you know, being a rhythm player, it's like I, I can, I can just kind of fall into just muscle memory for the, for the rhythm and I don't have to think about it that much. So if I'm like doing something a little too complex, it's like, you know what, I'll, I'll just have other people for that. Nice. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, part of it is just being able to consistently play, not have to, having to think about it and you know, just being able to concentrate on singing the song as well. And, you know, so. I, yeah, I've tried to learn guitar so many times and. How's that coming? Oh, awful. Oh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, cause, oh, I can't do cause it. Nope, I, don't. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny because I listened to a couple of your other podcasts and I think at the one at the end of, I think it was Jesse Pimpinella's podcast, was that you singing a theme song at the end or something? Um, Adam Russell Byers was on and he he sang a little thing and he was like, it's going to be an, an outro. It's going to be your outro. And I was like, hey, let's re-record that and I'll, uh, I'll put that on all the podcasts. So that was a... Uh, <laughs> like, it, it sounded like you and I was... And I was hoping because it sound, sounded pretty good not, nope not very good. i'm not mm -mm, never will claim uh, to be good at I, singing I, I was going i was going to be like hey Ty, you need to you need to follow up on on some of that nope. i mean you you already you already get all the ladies anyway but no i don't <laughs> i look pretty don't know what to do with it <laughs> do all the working outs and things but nope still awkward with the ladies just like now just a little awkward don't i'm always like hey can we dating stuff and they go no and I go that makes sense and then I <laughs> I go back to the gym I, I, I don't even get that far you got Brady ladies <laughs> like, we, like we mentioned earlier I gotta be careful about some of that <laughs> yep coffee shop with high schoolers a little yeah. awkward sometimes yeah 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 don't, I don't want to become another Ryan Adams nope no 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 um but, okay, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, too, okay. um, let's not go into my music career, because it, <laughs> it'll be very non-existent. Yeah, we can circle back to that. Um, oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, but for, for stand-up comedy, and I mean, you saw this firsthand, because I've been coming here since I started close yeah. to five years ago. Mm -hmm. There's an, a period of time where I just went up on stage, and I sucked hard. I would go up and I'd be like, I think this is funny. And people went, no, why would you think that? And then they would tell me like offstage, you're going to get better. Like <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, learning how to deal with hecklers and different things like that for, for standup comedy, for getting into music and performing it specifically in front of an audience. Was there like any learning curve with that or were you like I play this perfectly at home I'm going to go play it perfectly on stage and I'm done um well there I I guess there well I guess there could be a little bit of a learning curve one of one of the things that was like I've I've been around music pretty much my my entire life I mean I mean for instance like the church I went to, I went to and still still go to this did not to, to this church well just in a different town but we do like all acapella music so so pretty much about the same time I was learning to read words I was also learning how to read music and then you know I you know I'll occasionally do song leading at at my at my church and I actually got my start with actually being in front of people and and like leading a bunch of people and singing at, I think I was twelve years old. Okay. And then, you know, through through high through high school, well through middle school, high school, I I tried to participate in 
like different music workshops and other performance arts. Like I was in like a like a four part ensemble in middle school and then did some other workshops in high school that were, you know, did some did some performances in front of some rather large crowds and, you know, during during that time period. So it's it just seems like as far back as I can remember, I've always it seems like I've always been like doing something musically in front of people. So so it's like that ner that nervousness you know, def, you know, definitely, you know, I, I don't really experience that too much anymore, but, but yeah, the fir first time I was getting up in front of somebody to, you know, in front of a crowd of people to, to sing or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was, a, I was a young kid and yeah, it was, it's, it's pr pretty nerve, pretty nerve wracking, but, but when it comes down to it, I mean, and, and I've seen like so many people come to this coffee house you know Java Central here in Westerville. You should tr you should come here if you, you know, <laughs> speaking out to the audience here. But um, yeah, Westerville, Ohio, twenty South State Street, Westerville. Yeah, but yeah, drink, drink <laughs> coffee yeah. and buy things and yes. watch people play on Friday nights from yep. seven to ten p.m. Yeah, exactly. But I've seen so many people come to this open mic at, who were just just starting just starting out, and. Yeah, you can you can just see you can just see the ner the nerves like in fact there's one girl here tonight who was <laughs> so reluctant to put her name on the list. I mean she came in with her ukulele and but she was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do it or not. Just like teetering on that fence. But but there is something about like just getting it getting in front of people and then getting that applause. You know, it loosens loosens up those nerves and then the next time you do it, you know, you're, you feel a little bit more comfortable and then you just keep doing it. And I think part, part of the learning process for like getting over, so, you know, some of that state, some of that stage fright and everything, and just being in front of crowds is just taking that splash and just doing it over and over again. And, you know, you'll get comfortable with it in time. And and I saw that, you know, firsthand for for you for your comedy what? routines and everything. I mean, I mean, I was like, when when like when you first started coming here, it's like you, yeah, you were you were a little rough around the edges, but but boy, you you've grown a lot, and now it's just like it seems like you nail it almost every single time. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, the um. I'm very jealous because it sounds like you got to do your learning away from the stage and then you got <laughs> to go to the stage and you're like, I just got to get over these nerves and like, and, and you know, you've been performing your whole life. So it's been, it's been a lot easier to kind of get other, over those nerves. Whereas like for comedy, it's always like, Hey, you got to learn on stage. And so I, I really, I, I came up here for, I don't know. I've been, I've been here for a while. I'd say it took me at least a good year to even get, to a point where I was like, all right, 15 minutes, I feel a little more comfortable on stage. And then, you know, actually to write good jokes after that took even longer. So I'm very, I, I think in an ideal world, I would have been a banker who um, played the guitar. <laughs> and I, I would have been much better at that. Um, well, I, but, I definitely respect your, your art because like, I, I can get up and do other people's do other people's songs and people applaud. If you get up and do other people's jokes, you get called out on it, and that's like uh that's like a big taboo in the comedy realm. Yeah, huge. Um, and and speaking of that too, I we have a lot of regulars that come here, so I always have to like change up material all the time because it's it's one of those things where if I do one joke, the and I do it you know, with the same punchline, the same setup and everything, there's no surprise with it. And people who have heard it before just go, Oh yeah, I remember that one. There, <laughs> there isn't that same sense of, uh, you know, discovery and, um, kind of surprise and everything that a joke really needs. And so it, it, it it's one of those things I'm constantly trying to come up with things here. I know here though, you get song requests and free you... bird. <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, I I think you've joked around a few times that you have songs that are in your contract to play here and yes. you have songs that you you always like kind of go back to um what 
have when you play songs over and over again do you find that they are better received because like the audience can kind of get into them more they feel the rhythms and they kind of want to sing with you or do you feel like you you know you like trying to bring a newer thing to stage here it's a combination of both really um and a lot depend what bath i can talk um one of the things that determines what i play every night when i come to these open mics is well for one who who among my friends are actually going to be joining me on stage because for, because there there will be a lot of times where where I'll have a different group of people who will normally play with me and depending on who shows up determines a lot of what the set list is going to be because like if I if I want to try out try out a new song and it's like, yeah, I've been working on this one song, you know, which has it's very complex, has 19 different chords in it, and it has this, you know, finger picking melody or or something, something like that. And then all of a sudden, and my friend Carlton shows up, and he's and we're like, yeah, yeah, let's play, let's play together. Well, obviously, that song's out the window because he, we we haven't practiced that. <laughs> so, right. But um. But um. Where was I? Where was I going with it? I, I forget what the question was. <laughs> um, so, playing newer songs versus playing songs over and over again. Which one oh, yeah. do you find like kind of gets like a really good response from the audience? Which ones do you kind of like doing, and what do you kind of gravitate towards? Well, oh yeah, that's where I was going with that. Um, a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it comes from just reading, just reading the crowd. I mean, obviously there are some some old favorites, and of course the contractually obligated songs like always joke with ralph the owner of of java central that somewhere over the rainbow is is in my contract (laughs) and whenever i take a break from playing that for a few weeks i always make a note of that as like yeah i I better play it before i'm fired or something (laughs) but um but a lot like depending on the makeup of the audience i mean sometimes there'll be like like an older crowd there and nothing okay you know what some some of the motown or oldies those will go over really well with this crowd and then but then occasionally i'll see like a younger crowd and it's like okay we're you know we're starting off you know we'll we'll do like some some 21 pilots or jack johnson or something something like that but um but yeah a lot a lot of it is just you know try you know just trying to read the audience and but there are some songs like the like the up on up on the roof stand by me medley that everybody at least knows the stand by me and they go over really well and that's a song where it's like I can play to the audience a, a good bit like just joke with them in the instrumental breaks and you know like make fun of them a little bit for not singing along to the first song which no which hardly anybody knows in that age bracket yeah but but you know some 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 songs go over very well with every audience and and at other times you just gotta know your audience and and pick and choose the right songs to play for that particular crowd nice i find that's a a cool overlap of like anytime somebody's performing for an audience that the smart thing to do is to read said audience even with music with comedy with probably even being a juggler you kind of have to look at who's there and sort of be like hey this looks like it's gonna go well wait so if we're talking jugglers are we talking about like make like picking on jesse yes <laughs> always always pick on jesse yeah it's like i i heard i heard that part of the podcast where is like a juggler was picking on him during like the the mm-hmm. youngstown got t- youngstown has town or whatever the name yeah. I, I can't speak english his talent today. show thing yeah and the, the juggler was making fun of him like i didn't know i'd be the funniest one on the stage tonight like making fun of him and trying to like psych him out behind the crowd too <laughs> like like he was in it to win it for youngstown well it's um, like yeah going to the renaissance festivals i, I know a couple jugglers and th- this this one juggler i know it's like it's like <laughs> she's she's like super muscular and everything is like hey jesse do you want me to have have my juggler teach your juggler lesson or something that'd be great <laughs> oh we just need to have so many just i will videotape it if it ever happens <laughs> you guys will be sent a link I'll, I'll 
All the listeners will get a link. We'll find you. Revenge. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you too about like humor in your music because there's a couple of songs you have that are are kind of funny. And I mean, those are me being a a, a silly, silly giggle giver. Um, (laughs) I I like, uh, I like, I I kind of gravitate towards some of them. Um, You have your song Future Soon, which, you know, is about a guy who's like, hey, Hey, you'll you'll like me in the future, and then it goes into like absurd like robot wars and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great song by Jonathan Colton, who is an amazing artist. I actually got to see him live in Pittsburgh one time. He put on an amazing show, and I mean he and Jonathan Colton's like I really gravitated toward toward some of his music. I mean, obviously it's you know a lot of his music is fu- is funny. He's kind of like a folk version of Weird Al. And, and I mean, it's like one of the songs that he does, he actually does a cover of Baby Got Back in like an indie folk style. And it is amazing. In in fact, like like that TV show Glee actually ripped that song off (laughs) and like didn't give him wasn't giving him credit. And, you know, I guess the executives at Fox told him the thing that every artist loves to hear like we figured you would like the exposure. Oh man, that's the worst. <laughs> but but that that was such a funny incident because cuz what ended up happening is is um a lot of Jonathan Colton's fans like when when the glee version of that song was released on iTunes, Jonathan Colton's fans like went out in mass and just downvoted the song like crazy and didn't didn't even chart. But then Jonathan Colton re-released the song and and actually titled it like "Baby Got Back" in parentheses in the style of Glee, and his fans ended up like rebuying that song and pushed it to like upwards in the charts. And all the money that was raised from that, he ended up just donating to charity. And it just and it was just one of those things that was like a big big slap in the face at that, you know, at that you know at that you know at Fox and Glee for pretty much just trying to pull a fast one over on him and not giving him the credit that he deserved. But nice. but anyway, <laughs> the um, song Future Soon. Yeah, um, and that's one of these you know, it's such a funny, you know, such a funny song and it's like, yeah, I love I love playing those types of songs because I mean, I I love the audience to just have fun and a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, let's sing let's sing this song together. This one, yeah, we'll we'll make you chuckle a little bit. And some of them are, you know, like a couple of the songs are just like that song, kind of absurd. We do this other we do this other cover called the Mario Kart Love Song. I forget the artist who who wrote that. It was like something this one guy posted on YouTube. I need to look that up at some point. But but and that that one's funny because a lot of times um Marco Castro, who's you know the husband of the husband and wife duo the Castros um Marco will sometimes drum with me and that one I always encourage him to try to make me crack up during the song because Uh he does the voices yeah 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 he'll do like the voices of Mario or or you know the other characters from that game Yoshi yeah to to try to just mess me up in the middle of the songs like I'll be singing the song it sounds like really subtle and every I mean really you know, just really emotional, like, you be my princess, and I'll be your dog. You know, it's just like, real soft and subtle, and then all of a sudden you hear, wah, 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 you know, something like that <laughs> in the background. But it's like, the one time that Marco actually got me to crack up, like, I mean, completely lose it, was he mixed in a set, like, the sound effect from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time from the fairy Navi. It's just like, hey, listen. And he said that, and I, ju- I just lost it because <laughs> I was not ready for that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that. And so I was going to, and then, uh, so, so humor in your performances, does that, do you find it helps at all? Or Oh, ab- absolutely. Because, I mean, one of the, I guess one of my, if you want to call it life purposes with do, with doing these performances is just kind of like a means of escapism for, for people. Because, I mean, there's there's so much crap that goes on in this world that is like, occasionally we, we just need a break from, from it all. So, so I like to sing the songs that people can sing along to, you know, let everybody 
you know, have a good time, you know, and sometimes sing the songs that pull at their heartstrings a little bit, you know, and, you know, just, you know, just make them happy and, you know, wistful about days gone by. And then and occasionally is like, yeah, when the mood, when the mood is right, you know, get, get them to chuckle a little bit, especially if, especially if, you know, they, you know, I can tell that some, you know, certain audience members will like want to break out of their shell a little bit. They're kind of holding back, but then like making, you know, making them laugh will loosen them up. And even when I'm not playing a silly song, you know, me and some of the other members of, of, of my hastily put together group will, you know, interject some humor, whether it be the commentary, like between songs or, or during, or during a song, we'll just sometimes make jokes with each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're like back and forth and stuff on stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then you brought up a really funny thing. At least I find it funny because I know I've been told like, you should do this for exposure. Like, and it's like, it's, it's kind of, and somebody who does any sort of creative art, you, you get told like, you should just do this for exposure. And it's like, but, but I'm going to donate all my time to it. And they go, exposure is good payment. <laughs> and like, you get exposed to nobody. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you done, have you done any of those kinds of gigs where it's like an exposure gig? And you're just like, why did I do this? I think early, early on i i did a couple of those just just because i mean when i was first getting start started off but but now um i mean there have been a couple shows i've taken where where it's like do you know what i i know you're you know you're kind of strapped for cash and you normally don't do this kind of thing but it's like i'll you know i'll like do a show just just for tips you know just be just be sure to promote it and there have been a couple cases where where it's like yeah i would agree to a tip-based show and then they the venue i mean i I would try to promote as best as i could but if it's somewhere in like a different city where i don't have an audience where i don't have a fan base and then the and then that place doesn't promote it you know that's that definitely that definitely leaves a set of sour note in me but but there have been a couple shows I've done you know in more in more recent years that yeah it's like I don't I don't get paid anything for them but it's for but it's for a good cause like a like a charity organization or something like that where where it's like yeah I come here expecting not to be paid in fact we just did one of those you know one of these recently here here at Java Central where our end of the year show we had think five like five different five different acts performing that night but it was all for charity for one of our good friends well a couple of our good friends shane and sherry wilson sherry um she unfortunately passed away uh, about a month or so ago but um you know there are two people who have been like pillars of the music community here and they've been like having some medic they've been having some serious medical issues and when when we talked about doing this end of year show, you know, just had the ideas like, what what if we just raise money to to help them out, and and you know, a lot of other a lot of other musicians, you know, ju- you know, jumped on board, and everybody knew that, yeah, we're not we're not getting paid for this, but we're pretty much the money that we would get paid, you know, it's all it's all going toward this cause, and we, like in the end, well, with the money that we raise at the you know at the coffee house as well as some other like like donation like one especially including like one big donation at the end we ended up raising like over a thousand dollars for (laughs) for you know to help them out and it's like those kinds of shows like yeah it's not it's like yeah i'm not getting paid but it's also not about the exposure but it's you know but um you know a lot i think you know, I mean, obviously there are some cases where, where certain venues or certain organizations, they want to do some, they want to do something, you know, ha- have a music act in there and, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying their best and they're, you know, you know, they may, they just may not have the funds. And it's like some, some of those is like, you know what, if you, you know, if you, if you promote and, you know, may- maybe get, maybe give me a li- little bit and, you know, 
like really you know let me sell like my CDs or some you know something like that there you know or do a hat pass or something like that it's like yeah it's like I, I'd be willing you know I'd be willing to help them out but in other cases where they're just like where they're just very blatant about it's like hey it's like yeah we can't pay you anything but the but this will be good exposure it's like n no I mean <laughs> I mean especially if they have the fi finances to pay to pay for you know for music and they just don't want to do it because because they you know I mean it's it's kind of it it is a little insulting if oh, yeah. if that's just their just how they do business yeah they some people are just like well it's like the internet right it should all be free it's like no I'm going to going out there you got to do it um no it's like I mean like we recently worked on you know worked on you know this you know our EP which which you know it's actually for sale here at Java Central but yeah, yeah buy it yeah I'm like promoting the heck out of myself right now you but, should don't do this podcast for yeah. free but anyway I mean I mean there's like so so many like expenditures with that like like for instance like work working with a producer renting a studio paying the other musicians who you know help help me with you know who play played on the album I mean and then you know all the po all the post-production stuff mastering I mean there's all these expenses and then and not to mention like printing printing CDs and everything it's like you know and and I did and when I did the CP I didn't do any fundraiser campaigns or anything like that it just all came out just came all came out of my own pocket it's like I yeah I paid for everything up front. Luckily I have a decent decent day job where I I could afford it. But but you know it's something that I mean when you get into I mean literally the thousands of dollars in order to create this product and then and then somebody says yeah we want you to play here but do it for exposure. It's like they you know you don't realize like how much how much like physical money actually went into like creating this product too much money yeah always it's always so much money yeah um okay and then i wanted to ask you like so with comedy you get good gigs you get bad gigs and all sorts <laughs> of things you ever have like any any story so i i have stories about like man this was such a bad show looking back on it and it's funny because of this and that and blah 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 and I'm just like ugh that's a good story but I, I hated the show but it was a good story that kind of thing do you have any um like stories like that about the bad times and then I want to hear about some good shows about why you kept going yeah well I mean obviously like the like what you said for the exposure gigs or some I mean I I, I rarely do just straight exposure gigs because I because I don't need to but like I said the the one get you know some of the gigs where it's like yeah I know that this is a smaller venue they don't really have that much money but they but they really like my stuff and they you know but there there's like you know cut like this one time in particular where we actually traveled a decent distance and so where to I'm I'm not gonna say no not even the city <laughs> it let's just say a different state okay not even the state. You're not going to tell me, like, I drove all the way out to Utah from Ohio. It was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's okay. a long state, man. Yeah. That is yeah. wide. If you drove all the way to the east coast of Pennsylvania, that takes, like, a year, maybe. Yeah. But but anyway, I mean, it. but but anyway, it's like, where, where was I going with this? You, but, you were performing in Amish country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, but it's like, I, I agreed to, to do the shows, like, knowing that this place, like, did yeah i mean this was a place that doesn't really like do a lot of a lot of music music stuff either but i mean but they they really liked my stuff and wanted me to wanted to have me out there and and i was like what it's like what i'll it's like if you if you can pull you know if you can pull in some people and everything you know i'll you know i'll do it do it for tips and everything you know i just want to you know, I just want to have a decent crowd there. So, you know, it's like, and I don't have much of a fan base. I had a little bit of a fan base and I invited everybody I knew in, in that area. And I think a couple, couple showed up. I, I don't know, but, 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 you know, I told them that, look, I, you know, I need, I need you guys to also help, help promote it. 
And I think it ended up being like the day of they put out like a quick little blurb about, yeah, there'll be live music tonight. And then I show up and there's like nobody there. And and the couple people who did show up, they're like, oh, there's music tonight? I didn't know that. And they weren't there to see the music. And there would be where it's like, you know, try to keep things high energy, try to get the crowd in, crowd into it. Well, the few people that were there, they weren't there to listen to music. They were there to to chat with each other and everything. And, and it just fell so flat. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's not, not that we like bombed with what we were doing because like some of the people who work there is like afterwards like hey you guys sound amazing do you have any cds or anything like that and at nice. the t- at the time we at the time we didn't but it was still just <laughs> kind of like oh how far was the drive how long how many hours you're trying you're trying to figure out where this is aren't no because <laughs> i i'm i can't get anywhere without a gps and i know that <laughs> I've I've been gotten let's, lost let's, down the street. Let's just say, I mean, it was, it was long. It was long enough to where, yeah, I mean, it five it, hour drive. I'm not gonna say. I want because I'm figuring out round trip. Because like, how long you play? How long is a show for you normally? Like three hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this was actually, I believe, a three hour gig. So you let's had a just say three hour we, gig. We were, let's. I mean, we were away from home. You know, just for the sake of this trip, for double double digit hours. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, if it was like five hours away and you had to, you, it was a thirteen hour investment. <laughs> that's awful. It sucks, yeah. but that's it's totally what what it's all about. Okay, so obviously you have gigs but, like that, but yeah, but but it's like, I mean, that place that I played at. I mean, to to their credit, though, I mean it. It was a fun place, and I love the I love the people there. It's just something that it's like something that they just. I mean, it's like occasionally I'll check I'll check back on them and just look at like their event board, and it's like, yeah, they they don't really do music. There. So I I think it was more of a case of yeah, they just didn't really know how to promote it. I I don't know. They just but, no. But but anyway uh, anyone who else besides Brady who can get me the name of that bar let me know I want to <laughs> I want to bully them no, I'm gonna, no don't do that gonna be mean to them how no. dare you no do you know how many ladies Brady gets enough that we call them Brady ladies wait what, where are you going with this that you've got a fan base and they shouldn't do that to you yeah don't get them in that way though um <laughs> but no uh so besides not, not that not that kind of musician I <laughs> Besides the women, what um, what really is like the thing that keeps you going, doing music and enjoying it? And well, everything? well, wait, I got to tell you about the best show. I know that's why I, oh. I want to talk about that feeling and the the best show and everything. Well, the well, I do have this funny story which sound initially sounds like it's going to be the worst show ever. Okay, I'm all <laughs> uh, all ears. And this one was actually one where, whereas like I I was actually you know, help, helping out, helping out a friend and, you know, play, played at this festival and this one. Yeah. This one was in Monongahela PA. Okay. That sounds like a made up word, but keep going. <laughs> it's like a, it's like close to Pittsburgh, but you know, right in the heart of Yinzer country. But, <laughs> but anyway, th- this friend of mine from the, from the Renaissance festival was actually starting up this, this festival and it actually, it actually like coincided with the, well, it was around the same time as the Renaissance Festival. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to be out in that area anyway. It's like, it's like, you know, I go to the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival every single year, just about every single weekend. And I have so many friends, you know, out there, including, including some other musicians and everything that, you know, just over the years, you know, I've befriended so many people from that festival. And this, this one, this one couple in particular, they were starting up their own festival to kind of promote peace and goodwill and everything. And it was normally the Renaissance Festival takes place on like Saturdays and Sundays. But this festival was going to be on a fr- this small festival was going to be on a Friday. And she, and she asked me if I could come out and you know play play a set. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I I would love to. I would love to help you out. So. So we show so we show up 
at this festival, and it and it was a nice it was a nice little festival. I mean, they they had some, they had some some really neat stuff there, and you know, a couple other music acts performed, and like a you know, dancing troupe, and and some some other stuff. But it it was it was really fun. But we got we got set up to play, and what well one other thing I will mention though before I go into where things took a turn for the worse apparently. Like some some of my some of my friends from the from the Renaissance Festival, including like some of the musicians who these musicians are amazing. I mean, they tour nationally, perform at these festivals all year, and it's like two of these bands, like the full bands, actually like show you know that I'm friends with. They showed up to support me, and it's like they're like like do you want do you want Brady after all the all the times that you have like come you know come to our come to our the festival and supported us and you know tipped us be you know beyond what we would like you to tip <laughs> yeah where they feel uncomfortable taking that much money yeah. from one person they're like no 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 uh, it's okay yeah don't give me your life savings yeah, it's like sometimes i would have to like stealthily sneak up to them behind their basket and then and then just like throw the money in the basket and then they'd know it's like oh <laughs> yeah, so much money they You've get. You've already done too it. much, but <laughs> just I mean, it's like I I know the work that they do, and you know that's how that's how they actually make a living. I mean, they're full time they're full time musicians, and it's like you know what, like list they always put on such an amazing act, and it's like I I got to give them something for for doing that, you know, sh- you know, week in week out, you know. Yeah. So it's like every show I attends like yeah got got to put something in the basket because these these guys have earned it but anyway this time they they came they came out to support me and which which i was just like so stoked about i mean it was just awesome because and and it's like i just got super excited it's like like yeah we're yeah we're gonna finally play our music to to these friends of ours who've shared their music with us for so long and then you know we get we get set up it was Morgan and I. It was just the two of us. Morgan is my drummer and sometimes flautist, depending on the song. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, start off with with uh, you know one of our normal songs, which is the which is the "Up on the Roof" stamp "Stand by Me" medley. One minute into the song, all of a sudden there is a torrential downpour that breaks out. A huge gusts of wind blowing everything away pretty much this storm just like can't i mean they were calling for rain we were kind of like hoping that it would stay away in fact like morgan and i have this running joke that we should name our band inclement weather because it seems because inclement weather always seems to follow us around whenever we play these gigs but but we thought that i mean it was a nice day out we thought okay we we've avoided the storm but then like one minute into our set all of a sudden the storm breaks loose and pretty much they had to shut down the festival at that point i mean we were at the end of the festival anyway so but but they had to just like cut the sound stop the festival everybody's running everybody's running for their cars and everything we're like desperately like trying to pack up our equipment and everything get it in my get it in my car which was luckily parked near the near our stage area and and it was funny like while the while the winds were blowing which i mean this we were under this canopy and and i mean it was weighted down but even it was like starting to blow away a couple members of this one band music the gathering who are amazing people a couple of them like jumped up held onto the poles and and it's like i'm still like trying to play under this canopy i look over and i see two of the members like pole dancing on the, on the sides of this canopy in the rain it was it was pre- it was pretty awesome but yeah they shut shut down the festival we packed up everything and then like we had col- like collapsed this canopy I mean, it was just like one of these like you know small small canopies is just to kind of like keep any elements you know that may have come you know off the set you know off of our stuff but just the way the weather happened i mean i mean that canopy wasn't helping anything right but we collapsed we ended up collapsing that and me and these two other bands music the gathering who has three members um yeah mark asia and olivia and then members of this other band this this 
old school Irish band called the Crack Show who are just amazing. Like you had Dan Daniel Dillon and Tanya and Franca. I mean that it's like I think a cut like but anyway, we all like gathered under under this um you know, under this collapsed canopy. We're just kind of huddled in under under there and it's like okay, we're here now what? And it's like okay, we we don't have any instruments. We don't have we don't have a crowd, but we're going to just let's just keep this going. We're just going straight a cappella, and we like me and and these you know two other groups, you know, well, mo, you know, well I know like like Tanya from the Crack Show. She was actually like filming filming some of this, but the the members of Music Gathering. I mean, they're like their bread and butter is is singing. I mean, they do like awesome three-part harmonies and, a and like a couple songs that I sing my set and some songs that they, they sing actually overlap. Like we do a couple similar songs. In fact, this one song that was on my EP, like while I was in post-production with this one song made on the shore, they released their first CD, you know, like while mine was in post-production they had a different version of Nate on the Shore on their CD. I didn't even know they sang that song. Nice. But but anyway, we just for an hour ended up me and these other groups ended up singing songs for an hour after that. And like one song in particular was this cover of well, the song Mrs. McGrath, which which the style that I do it in pretty much they did in, in their old in their old band. And they hadn't done it since they they had been in this old band, and like the one member from their old band, pretty much like the part I sing was done by this older older member that's no long, that's not in their group, so we just like ended up singing that song, and they did their old school parts, and and it's like I think it was after that song, Morgan was just like, "This is not my favorite show we've ever done," <laughs> and. I mean, it just made for such an awesome memory. It's like, yeah, the show was a washout, but, but wow, what, you know, what a tremendous memory. And I think one of, like, Olivia from Music the Gathering, she actually said, like, you know what, if we had shown up and it was just like, yeah, a Brady show, like 20, 20 years from now, you know, we would look back and maybe not even remember that show. But because that storm came in, happened, and we all huddled under that tent and shared that memory together, that's actually like a memory that will last a lifetime. And I think that's like one of the most awesome moments that's ever happened to me music. Even though, you know, like the show itself, I mean, was a washout, it ended up being pretty epic, you know. Yeah, you guys all got to bond together and, you know, sing together and, you know. just. Yeah, and what's funny about that is like I saw them the next day at the Renaissance Festival and like went up went up to them and they're like yeah we we couldn't stop talking about that after, at, you know on on the drive home it's like it's like yeah the like how how about that is they were i mean it's like they were just ecstatic over us like i was ecstatic like morgan and i were ecstatic i mean we were driving home and it was like and it was like we would just have like a like be si silent for a little bit and then also it was like we got to sing with these groups. <laughs> it's like, I know, I know. It's so awesome. <laughs> that's great. No, man. Yeah. That's, it's gotta be an awesome feeling, especially oh. cause there, there were bands that you were really respecting and revering for oh, so long. Ab absolutely. And like so many people at, at that festival, I mean, they've actually been like encouraging me to like a couple people in particular were, have been like, for years trying to get me to work at this festival and I'm just like I don't I don't know but it's like I'm they're slow they're slowly chipping away you know yeah <laughs> they're they're going to make it happen yeah. um so um let we're going to start like wrapping up here soon awesome. but I, I kind of want to hear about you know what's what's the feeling that keeps you going what what's that kind of thing that like you know really drives a lot of this passion and then the um and, and just closing words so let's let's get to it so, well well like i said earlier i mean like the music the music that i do i mean the the reason i do it is is just to provide a little bit of escape for for people because like i said earlier there's so many crazy things that are just happening in this day and age i mean 
it, it seems like it's a constant stream of just negativity everywhere. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't get away from it. And, and it's like that, I guess that's been my, you know, life purpose in doing this is to say, you know what, let's, let's just all get away from this for, for a little while. And, you know, and just, just let's, let's all have a great time together. And, and, and personally, it's like some, like sometimes like after working the working the long weeks and everything at, at my day job, it's like sometimes I need that too, where it's like I'll just, you know, I'll come to like like Java Central for the open mic and and just think, oh, man, I've had such a rough week. And you know, it's like but this but it's like, yeah, I need this because it 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 you know, just playing playing music and singing just it, it just helps me feel better and I think that's a given for anybody who, you know, has that music in their life. You know, I mean there's just something about music that that just help helps you you know, just get away from it all, relieves a lot of pain and and you know, just helps get over, you know, a lot of the crazy crap that happens in this world, you know. Nice. Yeah. Definitely a good escape. I think that's why a lot of people love to like throw the headphones on and just zone out. Yeah. Yeah, totally can relate to that. Um, and then, okay, any any closing words? Anything you want to say? Last, last things. Well, well, for anybody who's listening, you know, if you've ever thought about picking up an instrument, or even just you know, you know, singing, or or doing stand up comedy, or doing anything art related, you know, just jump out there, give it a try. I mean, you I mean you never know how people will will respond to it, and even if you don't, even if you don't show it to other people initially you know just doing it doing anything artistic is just a good way to just get your mind off things and you know just frankly it helps you live a better life in my, in my opinion hell yeah and <laughs> and well i guess one other thing i'll say i don't know if you were going to lead into this but you know i'll i'll do a little bit of shameless self-promotion no no That's yeah it. if you want to do <laughs> You can do that now, and we can when we we film the intro in a minute. We can we can do it then too. Okay. Hey, but but yeah, it's like I'll I'll just leave leave us with this. Um, you know I, you know my name is Brady Fulton. I have an EP out. It's called Songs with Friends. It's actually for sale here at here in Westerville at Java Central and a couple other shops up, you know, in Uptown Westerville here, and. Hopefully soon I'll be making that on available online. But even if, but until then, if you want to look me up, follow like where I'm going to be, and you know come to one of my you know one of my performances and say hi. Pretty much all the information there will be on Facebook.com/slash/BradyFultonMusic. You can look me up there and see when I'll be playing. And and even if I don't post any shows for a while, because like right now I'm still booking for the for the springtime but just come to just about any open mic here at java central which happens you know uptown westerville every friday night from 7 to 10 i'm 99 times out of 100 normally i'm here so so you know if you heard this and you know just want to come say hi you know you know just come say come say hi and you know stick around become one of his brady ladies (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome cool all right thank you so much for being here absolutely thank thank you for having me and and i will say thank you for having me be the first musician on your podcast as well very true hopefully hopefully there's some others but i know your comedy podcast but you know yeah we'll see what happens yeah things happen i I like i like to break i like to break the mold so hey why the trendsetter every once in a while we'll see how this does if this does really well then it's like hey you know bring up some more musicians see what happens but yeah, if like but, people keep wanting to hear comedy like i'm just I'm a, I'm a man of the people in that i'm just going to keep selling myself out if i have something to sell <laughs> if i can keep doing something people are buying i'm just like i'll sell out so yeah see what but, happens but again but yeah thanks for inviting me on this was this is a lot of fun even though it's getting kind of steamy in this car here 
It's, uh, it's 32 <laughs> degrees outside. It's real steamy in my uh, mobile recording studio. It's and two hot men in closed spaces. Yep, nobody's assuming anything no, out I, there. I, I could I could start drawing some... Nope, please don't. They show up forever. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy I'm not in high school anymore where that happened all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll end there. I was just going to write hearts. I don't know what you were No! <laughs> we know what you were about to do. Hearts. Yeah. Of course. Hearts and farts. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yay! This was Tyler's podcast. Thank you and have a good night. Good night.